3 million members searching, SingleMuslim.com proudly sponsors Single Muslim Live. everyone welcome to another episode of single muslim live with your host maida sharifi sponsored by singlemuslim.com broadcasted exclusively on british muslim tv you're watching us on sky channel 752 or live on instagram twitter youtube and facebook i'd like to send a warm welcome to all our audience and viewers watching us from all over the globe you can also be a part of tonight's conversation by tuning in and giving us a call on into the studio on 019-2423-1083. Do remember standard rates will apply, so please make sure you have your bill payers' permission. You can also send us questions throughout the show in confidence to our WhatsApp on 079-5079-7018. Tonight's show, we will be discussing mental health and relationships, whether mental health can affect a relationship and how. Um, I have a very special guest today. Our guest will be Sami, who is an artist, writer, and mental health advocate. If you have any questions for Sami or would like to call in, remember, you can do so throughout the show, and I remind you of the numbers. Now, let's have a very warm welcome to our guest, Sami. Hey guys, Asalaamu Alaikum, how is everybody today? Hello Sami, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you so much for having me, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Yeah, it's a very big discussion, very big conversation, so let's jump straight in. Um, now, from a personal perspective Sami, do you think, and if so how, can mental health damage a relationship? Um, personally speaking, it can. I, I wouldn't say damage permanently, but it can um, cause hindrance and make it difficult sometimes, yeah. And have you had any personal experiences where it has made it difficult for you? Um, you know what, I've had a few experiences, uh, <laughs> you know, having, uh, so myself, I'm diagnosed um, with a long-term mental health condition. Uh, which is known as um, schizophrenia, and I have a paranoid type of schizophrenia. Um, and um, there was this one particular time I was introduced or uh, met this um, man. <laughs> I met this man, and uh, we were talking, and we had got along. And he had also had a type of like learning um, disability, and um, he had expressed that he had that. So I was more comfortable opening up about my mental health. And I told him about my mental health. And when we got talking, um, he just really uh, was eager and keen to meet my family and to maybe arrange an like and that kind of thing. And um, everything went well. He had met my family. My parents had obviously let him know that, you know, my dad was like, my daughter does have um, trouble with her mental health sometimes. And he was like, uh, I also have like a learning disability. So um, he was quite on board. Um, and then it came to like me meeting his family, um, and unfortunately, they they um, they were not happy that I had a mental health um, a long term mental health condition, and um, it actually got um, uh, it was it was not a pleasant experience to say the least. It was quite emotional and quite hurtful. 
And unfortunately, um, the um, whole um, engagement had uh, been called off because his family just could not um, accept me because I had uh, mental health issues. Right, and you've actually already answered some questions we had for you, Sammy. Um, and those were, um, have you not been accepted? You've just answered that for us. But we also had a question that read, how do you protect yourself from judgment in, for example, those cases and going forward? I, I think um, protecting yourself from judgment is something you need to be really um, Realistic with is people will judge you. We're still in a place where people haven't come to accept mental health, especially I feel like within um, the Muslim community, un unfortunately. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think um, when it comes to judgment, you have to take it on the chin and be strong within yourself. I think that's a key thing within mental health is, is really developing a strong sense of self. And um, for, for in part of that, yeah, I would say you just have to have a really strong sense of self because judgment, unfortunately, is passed and people are fallible. And sometimes judgment is passed really ignorantly without thinking. And I think you just have to really um, yeah, develop a strong sense of self and who you are as an individual. Yeah, it really is a journey, isn't it? Now, for those who don't know, um, me and Sammy um, did take in questions before the show, but you can still um, put your questions forward via WhatsApp on 0795079017. Now, Sammy, in terms of support, our brother did ask, how do you think, as Muslim men, we can better support Muslim women with mental health issues? Um, I think the key thing is definitely gaining knowledge. I think, uh, you know, the same way you would gain knowledge about anything in life um, to do with someone you love, any kind of illness. If, if a family member had cancer, you would, I'm sure, do the utmost to understand how how cancer affects the body and something like that. And mental health is exactly the same. I would say do your research. There's um, so many different types of mental health. Um, and you have to do your research, you know, especially if you are looking to support, support because one thing I have um, come to understand is the knowledge about language and the type of diagnoses there are within, within mental health um, are really misunderstood. For example, me having schizophrenia, that's one that's been misunderstood. I think a lot of people don't understand it. And unfortunately, because of media stigma and things like this, it's something that's um, often negatively viewed. Definitely. And I think this is where um, your work is really admiring and inspiring because you have widened and opened that discussion. Um, in terms of more questions we have, actually, um, this one is an interesting one. Do you believe two people yeah. suffer from mental health can have a healthy relationship together? See, um, now, drawing back to the experience I just told you about um, with the gentleman who had um, called off the niqab because of his family, now, he had a learning development, and that also affected his mental health, right? And uh, individually, on an individual basis, me and this, we really got along. And um, we had no issues. I think we better understood each other. So I think sometimes, um, uh, it, sometimes it can definitely work, and I, I wouldn't shy away from it, I think. Brilliant. Um, and we have more questions that are quite dilemma-based. Um, a sister asked, while suffering from depression, how do you deal with a partner who is negative? 
That's a very good question. Because I feel like, um, especially coming from the sister, sometimes um, I think women, especially with mental health, are quickly deemed as being, you know, dramatic or being lazy. And not to say that doesn't happen to the brothers as well. I'm sure it does. Um, and I think the best way, again, coming back to having a very strong sense of self, I know it's difficult, and I know I'm saying this like it's something that happens overnight. It's definitely a journey. Um, but once you have that strong sense of self, when you're when you're facing negativity, you are. It's easy to combat. I feel like you you um, and coming back to having knowledge about your own mental health. But when it comes to having discussions, I think definitely be clear uh, when somebody's being negative towards you. Definitely put that out there and say, look. This is this is not going to help me if you treat me this way. And if a, if a person continues to treat you that way, I think you need to definitely put in some boundaries to protect your mental state, right? Because when you're in a state of depression, you're, you're, you want to be coming out of it. And when you have a constant um, negative partner, that can be detrimental. So I think definitely have some boundaries in, in place and have a deep chat with your partner and be very open about your mental health. I know it's hard. Um, but it's very important to be transparent when trying to speak to your partner because there's only so much you can meet someone if you don't tell the whole truth. Yeah, and I'm very glad you did mention boundaries because I feel like this is something a lot of people do struggle with. And before mm -hmm. we get more into that, we actually have a caller on line one. Salam oh, alaikum. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're tuned into Single Muslim Live. Hi. Hi, I wanted to ask you about this uh, schizophrenia she just mentioned. Uh, my question number one is, is it treatable? Is it, you know, can you get rid of this schizophrenia altogether without having the continuous uh, medic medication? See, I always believe... Sorry, and that is a brilliant question. That is a really brilliant question. Thank you so, so much for calling in. I honestly believe that, um, you know, mental health, we shouldn't be looking at it in terms of, is it curable? Like, especially, is it curable? You know, that's something that personally for me, um, we should be looking at how we maintain it. Because schizophrenia, unfortunately, is a long-term mental health condition, and it's something that I will battle with. Um, forever and um, when it comes to treatment and medication I think it's definitely a choice I'm somebody who didn't go down the medication route and I know with uh, people with um, psychotic illnesses that can be a bit like whoa no medication um, it was definitely a harder route I did a lot more in-depth therapy uh, and I was really um, lucky that my family supported me through that um, but medication is something that shouldn't be um, how do I say, it shouldn't be a taboo, which I think in our community is, is a bit of a taboo when you come on medication. It can be looked at negatively and it shouldn't be looked at that way. Um, sometimes with mental health and when, we, when we're looking at it from a medical standpoint, and I'm not a professional, uh, but it, sometimes it's to do with a chemical imbalance in, in somebody's brain. So somebody might need medication, you know, but I think you should definitely speak to a practitioner and, and weigh out your options because there are other options outside of therapy there's different types of therapy as well there's psychotherapy there's cbt there's occupational therapy art therapies there's religious-based therapies as well so people like faith-based ther therapies that are available 
That is an amazing answer and a very beautiful perspective. We're really honoured right now to have a first-hand um, knowledge and source of information. Thank you so much to our caller. Remember, you can ask any questions tonight. This is an opportunity for us to all educate ourselves and widen our knowledge um, to progress to in our communities. Hello. Um, Hello. Hi. Do you have another question, sir? Yes, I wanted to ask. Uh, is there uh, one thing that I know of is that they give the treatment initially for two years and they say perhaps it is curable with that long treatment. But my own, uh, my question remains that I've seen people going back to, you know, even if they get cured for some time, but then they develop the symptoms again. So as far as you are concerned, do you have any idea if it is curable? I said treatable, that's not the right word, curable. So there's no known cure as yet. Um, I, I think I understood the question. Is it, um, you know, Maida, I kind of missed the question a little bit there. <laughs> um, Kola, are we still on the line, sir? The call is gone, but what he was basically asking if it's curable. Thank you so much for the call, by the way. So schizophrenia is um, not a not a curable um, condition. It's something that is lifelong and long term. Uh, you ha you can have times between episodes where you can where you're fine. Like with me, I have uh, moments where I don't have episodes and my mental health is stable. But I but schizophrenia is reoccurring and it does come back. Um, but it, it doesn't mean it comes back frequently. For some people, it's, episodes are more frequent, and it's not the same. Uh, you know, it's not the same for each each individual. Unfortunately, there are individual so, differences. Yeah, so it's a case by case situation, right? Definitely, yes. All right. Um, thank you so much um, to the brother that called in. I hope we've answered your question. Now, thank Sammy, so going much. back to you. Yeah. And um, in terms of finding a life partner, this is a question a lot of people are pressing to know and mm -hmm. find out more about is when is the right time to mention um, your mental health when you are getting to know someone? So it's a, it's a funny question because I feel like my friends and family always give me advice on, on when to, you know, tell someone I have schizophrenia. And um, I've tried all outlets. I've tried to hide it completely. I have tried to do a five date rule where I, where I might speak to somebody and see them and, 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 and congregate after five dates and then tell them I've done a six month wait, which my friend had encouraged me. He was, it was a male friend. It was a brother. And he was like, I think you should definitely wait six months before you tell any, any man about your mental health. Men don't take mental health easy. And uh, I have to say that was probably one of the worst pieces of advice I was given. Um, disclosing your mental health is definitely a choice. Um, it's a choice you don't have to. But for me personally, I have found life much more easier and um, had like just get it for my own sanity is just telling somebody uh, off the bat. There's no hiding. Uh, I don't feel like I should hide it. I shouldn't be made to feel ashamed. Um, I wouldn't want somebody if they had a physical illness to hide it from me. So I don't see why or a mental any sort of illness. So, yeah, I I. I personally give the advice to people to, to live freely and to speak your mind. I, I think something so serious like that, don't. there should be no shame around it. 
Indeed. And you know what, Sammy, actually, seeing you live in your truth is really inspiring. We have a question for you that came from a brother, and it's what is it's a bit similar to our call, but what is the best way to treat mental health? Uh, I think, you know, it's 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 a societal thing, you know. We need to we need we need we need people to take a deeper look at mental health. Um, and not look at it on just a surface level. And I feel like um, if we're talking treatment, each person is definitely different. So treatment for each person is is um, different. It's completely different. But I think we need we need universal acceptance of mental health if, if we're going to talk about long term treatment. I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for sending it in. Remember, you can still send us in questions throughout the show. Um, before we go into the questions we have, we actually have another caller on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Hi, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. What's your question? Hi, Hi Samia. Good to be speaking to you today. I think this is a wonderful topic that you've chosen to speak about today. Um, I'm just wanting to ask a question if the single Muslim website could promote a more positive, more explicit image of mental health on the site and how would you judge as a Muslim um, with somebody who has a stress condition and manages very well, the right partner for ourselves, whether that be somebody who's got no experience, whether that's somebody who's got experience. Um, sometimes if you're looking and there is somebody else who's not coping very well with their health, they may not be physically or emotionally ready to be in a relationship. Um, mm -hmm. How do you judge somebody on the site and whether they are you know, at the right level for you if you're looking for somebody with some experience? And how would you judge somebody who is perfectly well? And and how would you keep up with that person as somebody who suffers from a stress condition? And what advice would you give? So if I'm understanding the question correctly, um, is it somebody has a stress condition? Mm -hmm. And how would you, how yeah. would you um, judge uh, whether or not they could take on an, another mental health um, condition? Am, am I getting this right? That's right. I mean, for somebody like us who live in a westernized society, um, yeah. you know, sadly, if these stress conditions do happen to us, we are able to work, we are able to continue with our hobbies and have quite a healthy life. I know people who are, are lecturers in universities, for example, have stress conditions. But within our closed, yeah. reduced life community, within the Muslim community, mental health is still um, not something that people cope with well, maybe through social pressures, maybe through family pressures, or just general lifestyle is a lot different, less active than, say, you know, different from our westernized, um, you know, friends, friends and family. So when we're looking on the website, there doesn't seem to be much promotion of positive mental health images and support for okay. normal uh, sort of individuals to um, look for somebody who might have a stress condition. Would that be something that you could change in the future? The next question is, how would somebody who has a stress condition search for the ideal partner, whether in the realm of somebody else who has a stress condition 
or whether in the realm of somebody else that's um, fitter, fitter than them. And Islamically and just generally, what would you be looking for? What would you say to somebody if they were well and you had a stress condition to make them believe in you? And if it's on the opposite side and that other person had a stress condition, what would you look for to make sure that person had the right coping strategies and lifestyle to cope with marriage? Thank you okay. so much for your questions. In terms of the first one, um, we will definitely take that on board and I'm very grateful that you um, did provide that feedback for us. Um, for the second question, the ground is all yours, Sammy. Um, so the second question, I'm trying to get it because of the sound. Um, so when it comes to the whole, um, when somebody has a stress condition and try, or trying to find somebody um, or a partner, do you know what, guys? I'm not going to pretend like I really understood the question. I'm not going to understand it. The question was a bit difficult to, to gauge. Is our caller still on the line? Is our caller still here? Can we just simplify the question just a little <laughs> the bit? Call is there's a, there's a lot of words. I think what she was basically asking is that sh should a single person put it on their profile yes. that they have a mental health illness or or have a stress illness. Okay, so on that regard, so I, I did gauge it right, sorry. Um, but yeah, on that regard, I personally, I believe you should be transparent. You know, the only way we are gonna really get to the bottom of mental health is if we stop shunning people or stress conditions or anything, invisible Ill illness across the board, um, is when we stop shunning people or, or when, we, when we stop making um, people with these kind of things feel like they can't be open about it. So I feel like, and that's only going to come when people like us, we have to do the work. You know, you have to have courage and definitely be open about it. You know, I would, I, I definitely encourage everybody to, to not hide it. Be, speak about it when you're ready. I personally have put it on profiles. I have put it on dating profiles that I have a mental health condition or a disability. And um, some, some brothers have made jokes about it, which is not acceptable. Um, but I, I, I'm not hindered because some people have been really understanding and there are people out there that definitely do understand mental health. Um, and to the second question, Maida? Third question, sorry. Um, I think the caller was um, building up a scenario where if, you, like if you're seeing someone that had um, the stress disorder, how mm -hmm. you would cope with that and then vice versa. If I understood correctly. So if you are if you are dealing with somebody that has um, a stress condition or, or judging whether or not um, that person could cope or anything like that, I think you should never never go into a situation thinking that you, you might be able to guess with mental health or gauge something. I think with mental health, you might be able to pick up small things, but really and truly to, to get to the bottom of it, don't shy away from asking asking questions. You know, we need to destigmatize the conversation around mental health. It, sh it shouldn't, it really shouldn't be such a difficult one. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for our caller. Um, you heard Sammy, let's start the conversation now. Um, Sammy, in terms of um, the online profile and putting um, your mental health illness on there, we actually mm -hmm. had a question coming in right now regarding that. And that is, do you feel like by putting that public and on show, does that open you up to abuse online? Um, yes, it does. It does open you up to um, abuse. And I'm somebody who's very sensitive. 
um, especially with online, you know, I, I, I'm an influencer and, like, you know, and, and it sometimes can be overbearing. I do, I do get horrible and nasty comments and, and things like that. Um, and I, I, I think within, within mental health, it's, it's again coming back to the strong sense of self. And that's a very key point. And I keep coming back to it. Um, because I feel like with mental health, especially once you get a diagnosis or, or, or when you're feeling really low, we do lose our sense of self, you know, and our, our, our self-esteem definitely does drop. Um, but I think it's, it's with mental health, it's understanding that it's something that has to be a constant. We have to constantly keep working on it. And we shouldn't have to hide in the shadows of society because of our mental health. You know, I think a, if we, mm -hmm. you know, when you come together and, and when we have more people like myself, and this is why I'm here today, is to, to, to remind people that there's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, in, in Islam, there's, there's, there, there is mention of mental health. You know, it's not something that's completely alien here. So um, I think it's a definitely a place, especially within the Muslim community, is education. You know, and, and we have more younger people coming out and saying this and educating the elder generation and and starting the conversation within our community because other communities are definitely, um, I feel like, way ahead of us, you know, way ahead of us when it comes to mental health. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so for being open about your mental health and I, and I advocate for that. Well, Sammy, those were some powerful words. And honestly, we're so honored to have you here educating us all. Um, we had a question come in on WhatsApp. And this is about in-laws. Um, how do you involve your in-laws to support you if you have a mental health illness or going through a mental health illness? Um, personally, I, like it comes back down to conversation and um, speaking to your in-laws very openly and very honestly and reminding everybody. I think a lot of people forget that mental health is not just... Um, uh, you know, a type of person that gets mental health. All of us at some point in our life go through some form of mental health. Some of us, um, it, it happens at times that we least expect it, you know, and I think it's just reminding people and, and um, really bringing like a human, a human feel to mental health. Because sometimes I think mental health is, is viewed so negatively um, and people with mental health conditions are viewed so negatively. So speaking to your in-laws, definitely have that conversation and I also want to remind, um, especially a lot of women, because on my Instagram, I always get a lot of women speaking about their in-laws. And I just want to remind people, and this might be a little bit controversial, um, but uh, don't give so much energy to your in-laws, you know? Be respectful, be cordial, you know? But you have to put your mental health first because your mental health is the, is the pinnacle within your heart. And that's, when you have, a, when you have strength in that, moving forward, it... it you know, even when it comes to Islam and, and, and practicing and stuff, it just opens that door and makes it a lot more easier. Put a lot of energy within yourself. That's the most important. You are the most important thing when it comes to mental health. If your in-laws are not coming and they're not, they're not understanding, then speak to your partner, discuss it. And, and I think if they're not going to understand it, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't dwell on them too much. Look around the people that do support you. Look at your actual immediate support circle. Indeed. And I feel like this is why, Sammy, you inspire and um, create a report with most of your followers, because you give that human side um, to these conversations rather than all the psychological jargons, etc. Um, a sister actually sent a question, and that's yeah. a sister from Cardiff. She says, mm -hmm. I suffer from mental health issues, and my parents think marriage will solve my issues. 
and they fear I will be alone if I don't get married, regardless of my issues. What is your comment for that sister? My comment for that sister is, you know, today I had a guest at my house, a dad's, my dad's friend was just passing through and he had asked me, I, obviously I'm 26 years old, and he had said to my dad, well, why isn't your daughter married? And a part of me was just like, well, I have mental health problems and it's just not that easy. Um, it's just it's just really not that easy. Jenny, can you just run me the question back? Sorry, I do have mental health problems, so my you know, my brain does flutter a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure, no worries. Um, I suffer from mental health issues, and my parents think marriage will solve my issues and fear I will be alone if I don't get married, regardless of my issues. Okay, yeah, so coming back to this. So, and I, I, my parents do worry. They worry that I will end up alone. Um, and um, I have told my parents not to worry. You know, it's not something that you should be worrying about. I, I think, especially as a Muslim, with my, with my core beliefs being that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, 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 not, will not leave me in the lurch. And, it, and I know this might sound um, maybe not what everybody wants to hear, but I'm speaking from a mental health perspective. And I, and I have considered that, that I might not get married because of this. And I think you need to really come to peace with that. But it's not the end of the world. I'm still very optimistic about marriage. I've definitely had that conversation, you know. And we love that. Um, Sister from Cardiff, thank you so much for sending that question. I hope we gave you the reassurance you wanted. We actually have a few calls coming in, so um, we'll come back to um, questions later. Um, first caller on the line, Salam Alaikum. Salam Alaikum. Thank you for um, tuning in. Um, what is your question? Uh, it's not so much a question. Am I live on air? Sorry. Yeah, you are live on it. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, I just wanted to say that um, in, from my own personal experience, um, I've only recently been properly diagnosed with ADHD as an adult who's okay throughout their life, um, albeit with some difficulties. Um, I, before getting married, found uh, that I was having difficulties and that possibly I do have ADHD. Um, but I think whether you're diagnosed or not, uh, whether you're forthcoming with your own difficulties, whether you can identify those difficulties, um, I think when you do get married or in the build up to getting married, if you do have the, if you do know you already have a, some sort of uh, condition that affects your day to day and you disclose that, I think uh, an understanding partner at the end of the day is what's going to enable success or marriage. Um, and that goes for whether somebody has a mental health condition or not, to be honest. Um, the sister Sami, she mentioned how she disclosed it on her profile. Obviously, she knows that she has um, um, some challenges in, that she faces. Um, um, and the fact that people might try to ridicule that. Um, and that's something that people need to be resilient because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written something for you and if people are there to mock and ridicule then they're not the person that's meant to be with you and you just have to be uh, resilient and, and sort of shrug that off. Sometimes as well actually uh, family members, I think I didn't catch the start 
exactly um, right from the beginning, but mentioned things like with ADHD, people might think that you're lazy, or things like that, um, even your own close family members, because they just want to see the best from you. And I think, um, again, whether you know you have a condition or you don't, um, when you're finding a partner or if you've already found a partner, um, it's trying to educate yourself as quickly as possible um, about uh, about that. And sometimes it's often uh, the case that your partner is the one who will identify, for example, somebody has panic attacks and they don't realize that themselves. Um, and the, the partner will say, you know, you're having, you seem to be having a panic attack and help them to calm down. So I think it's also important for us to pray that our partner, uh, our God Almighty, will find a partner for us who can cater to our needs. And I think, you know, the same goes across the board for people who have, I think mental health is kind of like fitness, you know, some people have... Um, you know, ADHD or schizophrenia, and for some people that's really uh, quite scary if they if they are meeting someone and that's their potential partner. Um, you know, f to them it will seem like I'm marrying someone who's physically disabled, like in a wheelchair, or somebody who has a has a has a speech impediment, and so it can be compared with physical disabilities as well in that way. So I think sometimes it's for someone with a mental health. Uh, uh, concern of their own it can be quite disheartening but at the same time again it, it's a case of you you're trying to find the partner and we pray that all of all of us we have uh, a righteous spouse and um, we find someone um, who who can understand that I think sometimes marriage is it's not just about the marriage to that person but it's also to do more importantly with the family that surround you um, you know, do they? How well do they understand it, and how well are they coping with it, and how well are you able to cope with with it as well? You know, with the surra immediate surrounding family that you already have. Because I think once you can do that, then it really helps to it gives the confidence, and hopefully you can see the structure in your life and going forward find the right spouse. Um, obviously, to lay the foundations, it, it seems it's like a good idea. Um, Thank you so much. Just, just one last thing, yeah, it's just such yeah, a big life ahead. commitment. It's just to say that it's such a big life commitment getting married that actually a lot of the time, um, you know, just even people who, who deem themselves as not necessarily having a mental health condition, um, it's such a stressful thing, like getting married can be, a, it's a very joyous and momentous life event, but it can also be very stressful and many things uh, just for somebody who's who's apparently living a normal life with normal mental health, um, that can trigger, you know, getting married or uh, thinking about how moving out of a house. Uh, those sort of life events can actually trigger things like bipolar and, uh, you know, onset of chronic stress. So nobody is immune. So, you know, I think that's the other thing mm. we have to remember that Allah Subhanahu can test anybody at any time and put them in a situation where their mental health can spiral. We hope that, you know, we can all re, um, regain our, um, our livelihood and, uh, you know, be able to cope with, uh, have the mechanisms and the strategies to cope with whatever test that Allah puts our way. Because at the end of the day, if we are suffering from something, um, the key is to be patient and, uh, and again, find hopefully find a, a patient spouse uh, and who can who can uh, work with the work with <laughs> us, can work together. <laughs> 
Inshallah, we can all find um, that Inshallah. stuff. That was, thank you so much for your call, by the way. Those were some really moving words. It's been such a gloomy um, week. I feel like we all needed those um, lifting spirits. So thank you so much. Right. I'm so happy um, yeah. people are finding a safe space um, to call in and keep bringing those calls in. Thank you so much for that call. Uh, what's your take on that, thank Sammy? You. No, that was honestly a, a, a brilliant perspective. And, and um, you know, ADHD is something that's very misunderstood, I think, uh, especially um, uh, in men. I think it's sometimes it can be, like the brother said, you know, you, you, be, you, you can be called lazy or um, loads of different uh, jargons can be thrown at you. Um, but I think the brother made some really poignant points and it's very important, to, I think, to open up the dialogue about mental health, you know. Indeed, I agree. Thank you so much for that call again. Um, now, Sammy, you are in high demand. We've got so many questions for you. Um, <laughs> I'll begin with, <laughs> I believe the evil eye, Nazar, of many people yeah. can give you mental health issues. That is the statement slash question that was um, sent to you. Um, I think when we're looking at mental health, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I've done um, my studies between mental health and Islam, and, and I think there is... Um, there is there is sense there. I see where I see where that comment can come from. But I think when you're talking about mental health and and getting to the bottom of it, we should be um, looking outside of the evil eye and looking outside of these things because I think a lot of it can be um, can be managed and and combated with just some conversation and acceptance and you know. Indeed, that's interesting. You mentioned that I saw a post the other day, and it said when you um put your 100% belief and energy into either lie, it could give you a sense of like loss of control. So that is a very valid point you made. Uh, moving on to the next yeah. question. Um, what if someone's afraid of being in a relationship if he or she thinks they might hurt their partner's feelings and expectations? When you're in a relationship, you think you're going to hurt their feelings with your mental health? Is that, uh, am I understanding that correctly? They didn't specify mental health. It's just said, um, what if someone's afraid of being in a relationship if he or she thinks they might hurt their partner's feelings and expectations? I think the brother means um, if they were in a relationship, so if you're in a relationship or whoever, mm -hmm. um, if yeah. they're afraid of hurting um, the other person's feelings or expectations. What's um, your take I, I on think, that? I think then you're definitely not ready for the relationship, you know? If that's something you're fearing, then I don't think you're ready within yourself to have that relationship. Because I think personally thinking about it, if I think I'm in a mind state where I might hurt somebody, um, uh, then I'm not ready to be engaged with that person. Because why would I want to even take the risk to hurt them? I need to definitely look within myself before and get rid of those negative thoughts, you know? Indeed. You're giving some very powerful perspectives tonight, Sammy. <laughs> Um, thank, thank you, you to all our um, audience and viewers that are sending in the questions, that are calling into studio. Um, we are very happy to have you with us tonight, having this important discussion and being a part of something that's honestly very revolutionary for our community. Um, we actually have another question, Sammy. As I said, you're in high demand tonight. <laughs> um, the question is, there are Matt. Sorry. Um, I am suffering from OCD, but... It is not easy for me to tell my family members and friends, what should I do? Oh, I, you know, I can't give this from, from my perspective because I'm just such a brazen individual, right? Um, but um, 
I think you need to just take it t- t- take a step back. If you're not ready to tell them, take a step back, have a think. I think sometimes w- uh, when I'm about to speak to my family about certain things, one thing I've learned to do is, is write a letter. I-, I think sometimes that can be an easy thing to do, is sometimes put your thoughts, put your thoughts and feelings down into a letter, and that kind of mentally prepares me for the conversation I'm about to have with my parents. I think especially with, I know a little bit about OCD. I have a friend that has OCD. And um, I feel like sometimes some pre-planning, some just some some pre-planning, some mental planning can help you um, delve into that. Um, another thing I wanted to say before my brain leaves me <laughs> is, um, is f- try and find a family member that you can definitely confide in and you can trust and there is no judgment there and confide in them first. And 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 confiding them, knowing that it's a safe space, you know, and they shouldn't be breaking your trust. Have a conversation with them first, and maybe ask them to come with you. Or if it's not a family family member, maybe somebody from your community, or somebody that can um, speak to your parents as well with you as for some moral support. That that could be something to look into. Yeah, I really like the letter idea, actually. Um, that is something we can all consider. <laughs> just not for any mental yeah. health, just in general. There are difficult conversations general, yeah. happening in our communities, and that is one way we can go about it. Um, now, Sammy, um, we have a comment. Um, Maiden, Sammy, it's T. Quick question for you both. What's one piece of advice you would give to someone who has mental health illness, who has tried to come out and speak about it to a family who doesn't believe mental health is real. Great show, great topic, you're both fantastic. Said it all in a mouthful. Um, But the question was basically, um, for a family member that doesn't believe in mental health, thinks it's not real, what's one piece of advice we would give to someone who has a mental health illness but their family just doesn't think it's real? Um, I think honestly, and and I'm all about preservation of of mental health, right? My, My my, I'm a mental health advocate. So my opinion is if your family member has not got a grasp on mental health and they, they think it's not real, I think you need to have a, definitely have a stern chat with them. And, um, and I'm, I, I know it sounds uh, cr- maybe a little bit crazy and, and it's easy for me to say, but at 26 years old and I got diagnosed at 21, I do not give a time of day, whether it's family or friends, to anybody who tries to tell me that mental health is not real. Because mental health is very real. Uh, and, and even if we're not talking from a, a medical perspective, and I keep saying this, there is mention of mental health in Islam. So to say that it's not real, it's, uh, you know, come on. You know, at, the, at an adult age now, I shouldn't be teaching people if, if mental health is or isn't real. And I know sometimes it's a cultural barrier. Indeed, it's coming yeah. back to this. It's coming back to having a strong sense of sense of self because mental health can can help uh, can make your self esteem go out the window. But it's about bringing that back before you have any of these kind of conversations. Remember to be strong within yourself because when you start opening about up about mental health and it's about what the brother the caller had said about um, being resilient and it's about bringing it you know being resilient because there will be people that tell you that mental health isn't real. There's people that have told me it's all in my head. Family members. And I just say, you know what, Jazakallah khair, thank you for your opinion. And I just, I just keep it moving. 
keep it moving. I like your answer, Sammy. Um, I would actually probably give something along those lines because, Sammy, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, thank you for sending your question, T. Um, we'll get back to um, the topic shortly. We actually have a caller um, calling in. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, yeah. Hello. Assalamu alaikum. How are you today? What is your question, yeah. sir? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you very much. My question is that about the topics about the mental health, the damage, the relationship. Um, actually, I just want to um, have two things. I want to ask a question as well as I want to give my um, experience as well. So is that okay? Go ahead. The ground is yours. Um, as far as uh, the um, thing is concerned that the relationship damage uh, the mental health damage the relationship um i i actually uh, i've been i've been encountering these sort of problems actually i've been married from last 14 years and it was an arranged marriage and uh, and uh, my parents just they arranged everything and then we got married um at the beginning of the marriage after like a couple of weeks later i realized that my spouse my partner is not like sort of a childish behavior, but as the time grows, I was also not obviously. I was just thinking it's it's just like normal for the for the girls to be at that age of uh, that mentality. But as the age grows, and then the, she didn't change herself, and then we had children as well. But as as the as the time passes, her mental uh, abilities is diminishing day by day. And she had the depression, and then eventually I I feel like she might have developed the bipolar as well. So okay. I have requested her to 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 see. I have asked her to go and see the GP. Mm -hmm. She's been there once or twice, and doctor gave some medicine, but she didn't feel good with the medicine, and then she absolutely gave up the taking the tablets and all that. And since then, she has been. She hasn't been to the GP or taking the medicine. Um, her in-laws, her mother-in-law, obviously my mother-in-law also feed her or something. I don't know. Means. So what I'm saying is that at the moment the the situation is very ugly, very worse, and literally we means divorced um, and through the English um, legal system. It's, but for the sake of the children, actually, we're still Islamically married uh, because obviously. Thank you so much for sharing your experience yeah. with us, brother. Um, we feel honestly so honoring that you find um, that this channel is a safe space for you to share that personal experience with us. Um, we actually have another caller waiting online. Um, if we can just connect that. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, alaykum as-salam. What is your question? Yeah, it was just something to do with, um, see, because this is a religion program and it's about Islam as well, Islam does have the answers to um, problems of mental health. But see, the thing is with um, our religion as well, um, when they say about the devil whispers to you, so you can get a negative thought and then you've got the angel that guides you. So that's that, that explains maybe... Um, I don't know about mental health because I've, I've not experienced it. Only thing that I've had in my life was um, abuse when I was a child. So for me, I've Sorry had to to hear that. things like that to deal with when I was growing up. 
But I think um, it maybe it has something to do with the devil and then they say in Islam that the angel guides you. So the Holy Quran itself um, can bless you and it's got like du'as as well, like prayers mm -hmm. to cure yourself. So I believe in that mighty God, the Creator, um, has all the answers and maybe if we tune in and truly believe, it, it does work, inshallah. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you so much for your call. As usual, I'm very honoured that um, you are finding this as a safe space to share your personal experiences. Um, Sammy, what is your take on that? Um, I think, uh, no, I, I agree with, the, with um, the sister, you know, in terms of, like, there are um, du'as and stuff that you can read. And um, to, I, and I always encourage to 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 continuously you know do do this or do um, um, stay on top of your prayers and try that try your best. Um, I think sometimes with mental health as well, we we overlook the fact that sometimes these things are difficult for people that are going through mental health. You know, to stay on top of all of these things and to remember certain things, even people with um, uh, other type of learning de um, development issues and disabilities. Um, but I definitely agree. There are there are certain du'as and stuff that you can read, and, and they are good to mention. I think sometimes, especially when you're looking at psychotic illnesses, is um, uh, when we when we when we when we're saying things like the devil is is um, speaking to us and stuff. I I think um, in in personal experience, when the things, especially when I was going through my mental health, I, I uh, when I'm speaking to people, especially from a religious opinion, there's a lot of mention of the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. And I understand that, but sometimes that's actually a trigger for people with mental health and psychosis, you know, words like and, and sentences like those. And uh, it can sometimes be a detriment to someone's mental health because in a state of mental health, you're not using your your full capacity of your brain. So sometimes when you're having thoughts like that and it's like the devil's in your ear, that can manifest and that can sometimes negatively manifest. So I think when we're, when we're looking at from an Islamic perspective, we need to understand language between mental health and triggers. So sometimes that kind of language, when someone is in a state of psychosis, might not help them. You know, uh, religious and faith-based therapies doesn't help in every type of person. So I think sometimes it's always good to look at that as well. But I, I do agree with the sister. It's, you know, I do agree. Thank you to the sister for calling in, and thank you, Sammy, for, as always, educating not only me, but our viewers globally. Um, now, to intersect the conversation a bit, um, we have a gender spin. Um, new question is, men find it a little difficult to accept their mental health issues and take more time to understand their condition compared to women. How do we support them through their journey to recovery? So um, I actually have a podcast um, that Maida has um, featured on. And in my first episode, I talk about um, my, my mental health, men's mental health in particular. And I have a really good friend, Tamil Khan, who talks about his, um, his experience with mental health. And it's a very good ex episode. And I would encourage all the brothers to have a listen. And I speak about my experience with my father. And he's still undiagnosed with mental health. And um, he's now seven, in his 70s. But I believe he's been suffering with his mental health for a very, very long time. So I definitely say I understand where the brother is coming from, where men are, are not that forthcoming. Um, and I and I think that this is a duty for the women in, in our communities to create that safe space and to allow men to be vulnerable. Um, I think especially now, uh, you know, I think looking online and stuff, we see a lot of memes and 
stuff that men are trash and, and men are this and men are that. And we forget that men battle with their mental health a lot more quietly than women. You know, not to say that women are always forthcoming, um, but just I think I, I agree. And I think as women, it's our responsibility to create that space for our for the brothers to, to be open. There's no shame. There's no aid in talking about your mental health. I love that answer. And honestly, this conversation is really being widened tonight. Thank you to everyone that is sending their questions. Now, Sammy, this next question I'm going to ask you actually got sent to you on Instagram. <laughs> and it's how to approach normalized dating apps with parents. I thought like that's a very good question. A um, very good indeed, question. There are so many online dating apps, singlemuslim.com. So for someone, how, how do they normalize them to their parents? I, I really honestly think, especially living in the Western world, if, if, there, are, if there are any parents listening here that, that don't agree with dating apps, well, I, I think we really need to open our minds here. We need to, we need to, how, how else are we going to find anybody? I don't always feel comfortable going to meet a random stranger or even meeting the choice of, that my parents come out with. You know, I think as an adult, I should be given that right. If somebody is an adult, what, uh, why are we taking the rights away? They're just trying to find a spell. What is what is the pull and force here? You know, you can't have control over every aspect of somebody's life. I think especially as parents and, you know, if they're at the at the age of, of marriage and, and why not? It's a, it's a Muslim dating. Yeah, there's many. There's Muslims, there's single Muslims. There's um, so many. So, yeah, like, why not? What's what's the shame in that? We're all Muslim. We're all looking for partners. So, you know. Wake up, guys. Wake up, indeed. Thank you so much, Sammy. <laughs> that was very encouraging. It's going to make us all want to go download the app right now. <laughs> um, now, before we wrap up the show, um, if you could answer this last question very quickly. It's... Um, I'm getting to know someone and things are getting serious between us. My mother is a single parent and suffers from bipolar disorder. How do I tell my potential partner without scaring her? A brother from Manchester sent in that question. It's, it's a brother. Oh. It's a sweet sentiment that he doesn't want to scare her. Um, brother, I have to, like, personal opinion. I mean, if she is scared at the first instant, but she's, you have to tell her, you know? Uh, coming back to the point of um, the, the thing about Abe and shame, it's no, there's no shame. And your, your mother, number one, being a single parent, and number two, having mental health um, problems, there's no shame in that. And I, I feel like uh, any partner, um, if you're telling them about a family member that has um, schizophrenia and they're not accepting of that, um, to, be, to be honest, I, I would recheck the partner because if you, I don't know if anyone caught the beginning of the show, I was speaking about my experience, and it was um, the gentleman's sister who had an issue with me having a mental health problem and it couldn't go forward because how, why why would you want to put yourself in a situation where somebody doesn't accept somebody like your mother there's, there's that's a big thing you know you know if you get, get get to the bottom of it speak to her see how she takes it and if she's willing to learn and if she's if she's not then i i don't know i i personally would just be like thank you very much there's plenty more fish in the sea and i know that's hard but for me, a family member, and, and picking those kind of things and mental health is, is serious. It's, if you can't accept it, then... Indeed. And we'll revisit this. And um, Thank you so much um, for joining us, um, Sammy. Um, it's honestly so been an honour to hear your first-hand experience.
And honestly, thank you to everyone globally that did tune in tonight. This has been a very insightful show on what is a taboo subject in our communities. We are honored and taken aback by the number of viewer calls we receive from those that are willing to share their experiences with us. This is a subject that we will revisit for sure.